So we had our home league draft last night. We did. Uh, which was very exciting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's God's face. It's just the worst, the worst segment ever, though. I am 14 <laughs> years old again. <laughs> <laughs> Tell a story about dislocating your finger. Show the camera. You know, for audio listeners, I'm sorry, but on YouTube. Yeah. There you go. I, you I've see got a wrapped up finger. Yeah, I, um, I had a little accident. We arrived in North Devon. Have you had this? to old people. Have you heard this? Yeah, little accidents. It does. It does. What happens, it does kind of happen. <laughs> yeah. Have you, do you know the story? Yes, oh, okay. loosely. Yeah, so yeah, literally within two hours of arriving, I'd slipped over in a rock pool and my little finger was 90 degrees the wrong way. Oh, that is Which way the wrong way? Because if you hold, are you going um, 90 degrees backwards? Towards forwards? like... To, out, outwards. Yeah. Excellent. So, to the point where I'm... So you were going out... The way he know, knew that it happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I fell in, got my trousers wet. I was like, oh, my phone. Went to grab my phone out of my pocket. My hand would not go into my pocket. <laughs> That's because my little finger... Wait, so you there. didn't even feel it? Yeah. No, no, it was in Because of the adrenaline. cold water. Oh, adrenaline. right. Numb. Yeah. Um, then Instantly I, numb hand because it went into cold water for a split <laughs> second. I got very Ooh, poor situation. Yeah. <laughs> Another old like, man problem. Is your phone all right? I was like, yeah, but this isn't. <laughs> so I'm sat down on this rock. Uh, next thing, apparently, and I did. I, I passed out. <laughs> apparently, but he passed out. Oh, no, I know I passed out, but apparently before I passed out, I just went, <laughs> like a bear. <laughs> passed out. And I was speaking to, well, my wife, I don't even ask how long I was out. She thinks I was out for maybe five to ten minutes. Excellent. Because um, he saw his dislocated finger. I saw it. Um, <laughs> not because of the pain or anything, just because he saw it. Just the sight of it, just... <laughs> <laughs> Good news, while I was passed out, my finger popped itself back in. Oh, gee. That is good. That is good news. Yeah. But confusingly, I woke up, um, and for some reason, my wife had put my head into her breasts. So I woke up <laughs> just smothered. comfort. Yeah, and I was just like... That's woke him up. Where am I? What's going on? And uh, yeah, so I've dislocated my finger. This is episode five of an Englishman's NFL podcast. Uh, is that the first milestone? An Empire Strikes Back. Okay. Is this good? Well, hopefully this will have to stop because there's not that many Star Wars films. Although they do seem to be churning them out quite quickly. Um, so yeah, this is episode five. Um, everyone enjoying it so far? I love not it. this specific episode. Just best yet, maybe. But <laughs> no. uh, going well, enjoying it? Yeah, I'm enjoying it. I'm learning a lot. Yeah, that's good. That is yeah. good as well. Hopefully people listening are learning a little bit. Um, probably more about my psyche than anything else. <laughs> yeah, um, messy. Uh, but in today's show, we are finishing off our Chosen 22, which is our, our sort of like dream team, which we're going through. Uh, and then we have our 2018 NFL predictions, which I'm excited about. That's sort of like our main meet today. Yep. Then we have a little bit of fancy chat, and then Lewis has his latest learning challenge, okay? Uh, we are on social media. We've been there for a few weeks now. Uh, we're on Twitter and Instagram at an Englishman's NFL. Um, our podcast availability is wide. I yes. Okay, I put my hand on my T-shirt already. Please stop it. It's a, okay, okay. It's a comfort Just thing. Just stop touching yourself. But, and also for, for podcast listeners who wouldn't have, who no. have seen the video, Ian spent half the show with his hand over his trousers. I then had spent time editing a little note into the video saying, I don't have my hands down my trousers. Exactly. I have my hands. I'll show you. Okay. What I do is I, oh, I put my hand in there and then I wrap it around my belly. So if I was to lift up, it's wrapped around, but then I do sometimes tuck it in around the side. I don't know why I do this. I found myself when I did my own videos on YouTube, I'd put, have my hand in my bum. <laughs> like around the back, around the side. So if it happens in the show, it's just because I'm fidgety. I think I might quit again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I apologise for that. Um, it's not 
you know, I'm not being a bit creepy. <laughs> anyway. At the same time, you are. <laughs> um, how do I get onto that? Anyway, yeah, so the podcast is widely available, basically everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. Everywhere you want to get your podcast, it's there. Um, and it's on YouTube if you want to watch me touching myself. Uh, just, type in Ian, <laughs> just type in Ian Haskell and subscribe for more touching. Okay, uh, Ben, football is back. <laughs> yes. Getting back onto the topic, less touching, more football. Oh, it's it's back. back. The Falcons yep. and the Eagles play this Thursday. I'd be worried if I was the Eagles. Very worried. Um, Wentz isn't playing. They've, an- <clears throat> they've announced that Foles are starting. Yeah, and he did um, not have a good preseason. No, he did not. Doug Peterson clearly worked miracles last season because Foles does not look like the same player that yeah. threw for 400 and something yards against the Patriots. And there is a chance, though, obviously some teams haven't even been playing their starters in preseason at all. Yeah. There's a chance that they are playing some weird playbook which is a little bit obscure and they haven't been going it like they would in the season. So Foles might come out and they might give him a little bit more of what he was up to at the end of last season. And they've been doing different things at the beginning of preseason. Um, but he hasn't looked good at all. No, he hasn't. Um, and again, we've, we've spoken a few times on leading up to this about preseason being preseason. Mm. Can't put too much stock in it. But I would be a little bit worried. Yeah, not, definitely. Not worried, worried, but a little worried. Yes. Because the Falcons, again, looked good. Yeah, I, I wouldn't want a backup quarterback going up against the Falcons defense right now, especially without their best pass catcher and a Jai. Who knows what his knee looks like? It's true. They could be in some trouble. Yeah, um, but I just can't wait. Football is back. It, like it feels so good that there's a real game. Obviously, preseason's great, but it means zero. Um, I, I'm so a excited. game that actually has consequences and yeah. will impact later in the season. I think it's the, so good. The most disappointing thing in my, in my mind is that I don't have a fancy players playing on Thursday night, so I can't enjoy I'm, it. In the I'm perfectly night. happy with that. I hate fancy players playing on Thursday. No, yeah, that's true. Actually, I yeah. like Thursday night football. Monday night football just makes me angry. <laughs> from a raging angry just rage yeah okay so that is our housekeeping sorted very quick today uh, and we're going on to our chosen 22 okay so um, the, we are just finishing off the defence which means then our team is done uh, yeah Ben rookies right. we can do that later do we want to uh, recap our team so far or do we just want to throw these in and we'll recap it maybe? um I can recap as quickly from what I can remember. Um, so, Russell Wilson, quarterback. Yeah. Uh, Zeke at running back. Yep. Uh, we've got Antonio Brown as wide receiver one. Yeah. Larry Fitzgerald, wide receiver two. Yeah. Um, we went DJ Moore, wide yep. receiver three. Um, Evan Engram as our tight end. Yep. Our offensive line, our left tackle was David Bakhtiari. Yeah. Our left guard is Marshall Yonder. Yeah. Our center was Jason Kelsey. Yep. Our right guard is Zach Martin. Yeah. Our right tackle is Mike McGlinchey. Yeah. So, there's a couple of rookies on offense, which is fun. Our defence, Ian drops his phone, um, our defence starts off, uh, we have Keanu Neal at strong safety, Yeah. Um, we have Jalen Ramsey at cornerback, Oh yeah. Um, but we will address that in a second, because yeah, Ian also, has also opinions, had, uh, and Marshall Lattimore. I'm we have enough safety on there though, no? And Kevin Byard at, f- yes. Byard at free safety, Yeah. Um, Jalen Ramsey, Marshall Lattimore at cornerback, um, and Luke, Ke- Luke Keekley. I don't know why that name is so hard for me to say. Luke Keekley, um as our middle linebacker, or one of our interior linebackers. Um, and then we chose Michael Pierce as an edge defender, I think. Yeah. Because you love the Ravens. I love the Ravens. That was so good. Uh, so this week we're adding Calais Campbell. Nice. Defensive end. I like him. Quickly, uh, he just has a great personality. And if you actually watch him as a player, unbelievable. Um, when I watched All or Nothing with the Cardinals, he was a great character in change rooms and his play is outrageous. He's an enormous about human being. About six foot seven as well, yeah. 
Um, then we've got Aaron, Aaron Donald going Trains in. with knives. That's what we need to say. <laughs> Trains <laughs> with knives. There you go. Interior. Fake knives, but still knives. <laughs> uh, and then we've got a, a, a massive home. I, I love this guy so much. My son may be called Matthew because this man. Matthew Judon, uh, outside linebacker, plays the Ravens. I'm sorry. I talk about the Ravens every week. I have my hands on my shorts game. <laughs> <laughs> Touching himself uh, while talking about the Ravens. This is peak Ian Haskell. <laughs> uh, Jalen Smith, um, inside linebacker for the Cowboys. He has a great story. Mm. Um, before he went to the draft, he had bad ligament injury uh, in his knee. So everyone was thinking potentially it actually is a career-ending injury. Um, he, otherwise, he would have been a, for sure like top 15 pick um, where the Cowboys took a risk in him later on in the draft anyway. And he missed the whole of 2017 season, got back in... No, 2016 season, sorry. Got back in 2017 season and played very well. Um, great story and we support things like that. Absolutely. Miles um, Garrett, outside linebacker, just a stud. Love him. Great character as well. Yeah. Unstoppable again. Preseason, preseason, but he has destroyed left tackles consistently, like over and over great. again. And we get to watch him for the next 10, 12 years. It's going to be brilliant. I'm looking forward to seeing his. There's career. hope for the Browns. Um, and we have our first switch of the season as well. We need uh, some sort of trumpet. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, oh, trumpet! Dramatic, pure, dramatic. pure drama. Yeah. yeah. Because it, it is drama. It is drama. I have had enough of Jalen <laughs> Ramsey. He was lucky to squeeze through the changing room door of his giant head to get into our team in the first place. I've kicked him out after he said that Gronk and Kowski is not quite as good as he is meant to, like, reported to be. Jerk. He, he okay. He specifically said, up, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not necessarily backing him up. I'm saying necessarily. what, what Jalen Ramsey said was that when Gronk matches up against cornerbacks rather than safeties or linebackers... Mm-hmm. He doesn't play well. And the stats actually bear that out. I don't care. But he's still the best tight end who's ever played. So you can't say that? Yeah. Okay. Anyway, he's out the team. (laughs) I'm joint coach and uh, that's it. He's out. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I said, Ben, you're not allowed my house unless he goes. Uh, So then you selected, Ben. Give us a... Uh, William Jackson III for the Cincinnati Cincinnati Bengals. Good team name. Um, yeah, he was incredible last year. Like his PFF grade was insane. I think he actually had a better grade than Ramsey in terms of the quarterback rating he allowed when he was targeted was like thirty nine or something and stupid. General like character of human. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so he's in the team. So that's our first uh, switch out. So that's what we're going to sort of be doing in the weeks. Uh, maybe a little less personal from my point of view, but we'll be um, studying some players, looking at who's doing well maybe going under the radar as well, which happens sometimes, and we'll be switching some players in and out. Uh, apart from Matthew Judon, he is there forever. He's team captain and gets paid most. The main meat. <laughs> the main meat. I'm going to reset the camera. Ben, yes. the whole point of this show is the predictions. We are predicting everything. We've already had some uh, differences um, <laughs> in our thing, which we'll get to after we go for our predictions. Um, but what we're going to do is we're going to lay out some... Um, Teams and players we feel like are going to win certain things, okay? Yep. So, we will review these at the end of the season. Yes. Uh, so, the week after the Super Bowl. We will take notes of this yes. somehow, somewhere. Our first category is Super Bowl winners. Oh, we said Lewis gets a prediction as well, which I haven't warned him about at all. So, Lewis, during this segment, yeah. before we get to the end, you need to come up with one prediction for the NFL season. Okay. Have fun with that. So you have about... It can be about almost anything. Yeah. Almost but just anything. a prediction of some sorts yeah. that will Makes... be probably wildly wrong. Yes. So, Super Bowl winner, Ben. Super Bowl winners. Let's go. Um, I'm going with the Atlanta Falcons. 
Okay. Um, obviously, they got to Super Bowl two years ago. They had a bit of a, a, a backward step with a new offensive coordinator. Um, but Still did well, though. They, they still did well. Obviously, got to the playoffs. They got yeah. obviously were beaten by the Eagles um, in the divisional round. I don't know. I again retain no, I think information. It was, I think like, it was a division round because then fish. they went against the Vikings and the yeah whatever lost to the Eagles in the playoffs. Um, I just think that year two of a new offensive coordinator is a good thing. Normally they become more efficient, become better, understand the play a bit more. Um, and I just I really like their defense this year. They look angry and it makes me happy. Nice. Um, I have gone for the Steelers. Okay, which um, they're just so overdue to be successful with this team that yeah. I believe it can't almost not happen. So um, I can't remember the exact numbers, but I read a stat that there, there, there have been a, a few teams that have made the playoffs for like, I think it's five or six years in a row. Mm. And if the Steelers don't get to the Super Bowl this year, they'll be the first team to be in five or six consecutive playoffs and not make a Super Bowl. Yeah. I see, yeah, because I think Green Bay's last, their record broke last year where it was nine and it was going to be the ninth fall that they've had nine in a row. Uh, but obviously they had a Super Bowl in that period. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just feel like they got to, their, their offense, adding Washington in and things like that, um, they should have enough to do it. But again, it's whether they can go over the line. It's I think defense every year. Yeah, I know, <laughs> but they're so good. Anyway, it's a shame. Um, so uh, number one picks are the worst team in the NFL. Um, I have gone for the Buffalo Bills, and I don't think I need to explain that too much. Every part of their team looks awful. <laughs> it's true, and I have also gone for the Bills because they do not look good at all. Okay, so MVP. This is main season MVP, obviously not Super Bowl MVP. Yep, um, I'm going with the theoretically the easy pick of Aaron Rodgers. Um, last time he broke his collarbone, he came back and won the MVP. Um, and I'm going to go down that line of thinking again. Breaks the collarbone, comes back next season, wins MVP. I like it. Yeah, uh, it. I'm going to go for someone I think is going over under everyone's radars and they're sort of thinking he's fourth, fifth best running back in the league. I'm going for David Johnson, okay, which is, uh, you know, going non-QB as well is a big shout. Um, I think he gets 1,000 scrimmage yards, 1,000 uh, rushing yards and 1,000 passing yards this season. And I think they can't ignore the greatness behind that. And he broke his arm. That's a good injury for a running back to have. No tears well, no on the legs. No injury is a good one, but like, yeah. Yeah, clearly no injury is a good one then. <laughs> clearly having no injury is better than having a broken arm, but having a broken arm is definitely better than ACL or a torn Achilles. Yeah, it was his wrist, wasn't it? That he f- yeah. Yeah, broke his wrist. I, he's, and he's been forgotten. Even in fantasy, people are like, oh yeah, I'll take him at number two or something. It's like, oh my goodness. He is the main, like, you just wait yeah. and see, he's going to be great. Um, so, rookie of the year. So, rookie of the year on offense, um, the, the obvious pick obvious in air quotes would be Saquon Barkley. I agree. Um, I am not 100% sold on his role within the Giants. The Giants were not good last year. They'll be better this year. Are they going to be good enough to facilitate him having a rookie of the year season? I don't know. I'm going left field on one of my favourite players this year, Anthony Miller. Whoa, okay. Right. That is a shock. Big move. But I think that he is going to put up some very, very interesting numbers <laughs> that put him in a conversation. He, he might not win it, but if I wanted anybody to win it, it would be Anthony Miller. Surely this means you have to pick him up on fancy. Potentially. I'll do my offensive one now as well yeah, then. Sure. So my offensive rookie of the year is going to be Sam Darnold. I think he is, well, he is a starter for the Jets week one. Yep. Um, and I think they will pick a QB taking a poor team to a seven-win season as a rookie MVP. It's always so heavily like weighed so heavily in favour of quarterbacks as well even MVP yeah. stuff 
Like they always pick a quarterback. Yeah, and to be fair though, for a rookie to come in at the age he is and to take a team like yeah. that to more wins than they had last year, um, that'd be pretty. That would be, be pretty very big, impressive. wouldn't it? Be good for uh, the so, Jets. And, and he's looked good in preseason. And he, like, I want him to succeed. So Sam Darnold. Yep. On defense, um, obviously the first defend defender that was picked was Bradley Chubb, mm-hmm. um, and that Broncos line with Chubb and Miller is going to be terrifying this yeah. year. Um, my pick for defensive rookie of year, however, is going to go to Jairi Alexander, um, cornerback for the Green Bay Packers. Yep. Um, they they picked two incredible looking cornerbacks actually. Yeah. Um, in that draft, in they picked up Alexander and then Josh Jackson as well. I um, mean, in the preseason, they both played really really well. Um, I like. Um, Alexander coming in and kind of leading that defensive back room, certainly among cornerbacks and safeties, leading that um, and just picking off six, seven interceptions this year. It'll be amazing. Yeah. I'm ready. And cornerbacks done well in that uh, category. Yeah, and it's, it's about time Green Bay had a functional defense as well. I'll be brilliant. <laughs> I, I'd like that a lot. Uh, I went for Bradley Chubb because I had hardly any time to prepare for this. And <laughs> I couldn't think of anybody else. It and makes it's sense. a safe pick. Right? Going opposite Von Miller, he's gonna like the the um, offense are only gonna be able to concentrate so much yeah. on one player. You can't and double team both of them at the same time. Um, and it could, like I think we said in our fancy segment uh, last week, it could actually push the Broncos again to be an, a, a great D game, having that sort of That's pressure. That's why I them as my DST. That's it. Uh, breakout player my, I love I really like mine actually say it okay I'll go first <laughs> uh, I, this is controversial four game suspension and then a bye week I think or but anyway I go for James, James. Winston interesting uh, this is overdue I think him so him and Mariota when they came out of the draft number one and two um, Winston went ahead of Mariota everyone was saying these guys could be the future of the NFL uh, it was a bit more of a uh so, for example, this year in the draft, we had like five QBs come out. It was oversaturated. Everyone's thinking who's going to be great. With these two, it was like these two are both studs coming out. They're going to be brilliant for the rest of their careers. Yeah. They've both stuttered into the like third season. Uh, this may even be their fourth season. I think it's Winston's fourth, yeah. Yeah, same as Mariota then. Yeah. Um, so, I'm going to go for him to break out. He has looked good in preseason. He needs to prove a point. Um, he's struggling uh, he struggled sorry but he has the tools it's just some of the silly passes that really do let yeah. him down massively it's decision making absolutely yeah but he can run as well I, honestly I think he's going to be good yeah my breakout player is somebody who I have on in literally every fantasy league I'm involved in so far mm. is Kenny Stills um, my love for Kenny Stills will never die this season <laughs> um, this season <laughs> until he massively disappoints me <laughs> and so it, it's Partly because he's been, with the targets that he's had historically in Miami, he's been pretty efficient with them. Um, he's now in a situation where Devontae Parker isn't cleared to catch any balls because of his broken finger. Yes. Um, Jarvis Landry and his 161 targets, or however many it was, has gone to Cleveland. Mm. Um, he, as it stands, is the clear-cut number one option um, in an offense that is probably going to throw the ball a bit because their defense is passable, but not amazing. Mm-hmm. So they're going to find themselves in... in game script situations where we need to throw the ball and yeah. Kenny Stills is that man I think the whole laundry going number thing is nuts it's massive and that, that is the sort of thing when you bring that sort of thing up you remember okay yeah that, that needs to go somewhere yeah and so, so they, they brought in Amandola they brought in Albert Wilson kind of guys who will operate underneath more in the slot um, but I think even Stills is clearly better than them especially mm-hmm. not Amandola's in his 30s now isn't he mm-hmm. um like Kenny Stills is the number one guy on offense for as long as Devontae Parker remains bad at football. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, and what we'll do is we'll come to a consensus. Uh, it's good. It'd probably be quite clear 
who's won that. Yeah. And it may be that this player didn't break out to the extent we were hoping, but they still broke out more than the other person. And it could be that we're both wrong and then we need to pick someone else. (laughs) But even then, that'll be relatively evident. Yep. Um, So most inceptions thrown. Um, So I'm going with Patrick Mahomes. And I actually really like Patrick Mahomes as like for someone who's going to be fun to watch. Mm. um, His arm is incredible. He can throw it as far as he wants. It might be, it might be at least, at least as good as Josh Allen's arm. Mm -hmm. Like he's a gunslinger and those people are fun to watch. But for me, his comp, like his, the player to compare him to is Brett Favre, who also threw a million interceptions. Okay. Um, lots of touchdowns, but also lots of interceptions at the same time. Again, this is effectively his rookie season coming in. Um, he only played the one game last year. It wouldn't surprise me. It could he, he could lead the league in both touchdowns and interceptions. Interesting. <laughs> he's, he's got that kind of range of outcomes. Yeah. Okay. Um, I've gone from Marcus Mariota. So again, compared often with Winston because they came out at the same time. I loved him last year, picked him in some fancy leagues and just thought in general yep, he's going to be great and going to break out. Um, it just seemed like it was right. And it it went the other way. He yeah, got worse, he regressed yeah, for sure. Somehow. <laughs> um, he threw 16 inceptions last year, I think. Wow. Um, and the most was 22. Um, but was I, that Kaiser? Was it Hunley? Uh, I think it was Kaiser, yes, it was Kaiser. Um, and I've got a feeling that Mariota, they're going a little bit away from exotic smash mouth and running the ball. Yeah, that's They dead. want him to pass the ball more and I think... It may, if he has a bad season, it will lead to more interceptions than he has a bad year. He might turn it around and have a good year, but I just think. Yeah, and their wide receiver core as well is, it's not bad, but it's no. not amazing. Yeah. Um, and yeah. yeah, and so you're kind of hoping for Corey Davis to take a step up. He could be a breakout player this year that we yeah. haven't talked about, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that works out. Yeah. So uh, speaking of Kaiser, mm. um, I saw a stat the other day that there are currently eight quarterbacks in the NFL who used to who at one point were on the Browns who are currently backing up other teams it's mad isn't it so a full quarter of the NFL a full quarter of NFL backup quarterbacks were at one point on the Browns the team you can't buy a win yes <laughs> it's because they draft a quarterback literally every year to try and solve this problem yeah um, also Kaiser being Green Bay's backup and Hundley now going like, I feel like they're in a better position like Kaiser I don't think he's a terrible quarterback he was put in a terrible situation uh, he didn't help himself at times, but he has he has ability. I think he has a future in the NFL, even if it's as a, a high-level backup, I think. A bit like Brissett, he reminds me of him a little bit, and I think mm. they're surfaceable. And, and, and learning behind Rodgers is never a bad thing. No, it's going to be good. Um, so the team with the most sacks. Yep, I'm going with the Chargers, um, and if I was to offer a hot take, it would be that they probably walk out of their two games against the Chiefs with more sacks than four or five teams in the NFL get across a whole season. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. That's that's insane. It's not gonna happen. But um those two games against the Chiefs will help them so much. I honestly think that Bosa and Ingram together are the scariest pass rushing pair in the league. Yes. There are other incredible like other yeah. units that are amazing in that you've got obviously we talked about Denver. Mm-hmm. Um even but proven now, and t- people that are actively making it happen. Yeah, absolutely. Bosa and Ingram, terrifying. You don't you don't ever want to have to go up against them. No. They'd be my pick. Uh, I had the Chargers and I thought, well, uh, we don't want to like draw on too many. So I went for the Ravens. Um, and people were like, oh, you're such a Ravens fan. But they're out, the actual edge rushers are extremely good at the moment. Uh, Judon will break out this year. More to the, to, the, to the extent of more of last year, basically. He, he improved a lot last year. Uh, Terrell Suggs, still as young as ever. Uh, and then you've got Tyus Bowers and Tim Williams, who were drafted last year, who didn't play a lot last year. 
but have been really showing in the preseason, and I think they have a lot of ability to step forwards and on what to make a different pick. Michael Pierce, maybe he'd be great. Yeah, and it helps that you go into week one against the Bills and walk out with 10 sacks. Great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to play the Bills. Uh, and notoriously, though, the Ravens don't necessarily pick up a load of sacks recent years anyway as a team. Uh, for like, for example, their inside linebackers and things like that, we don't get a ton, but um, you know, I needed to write a team down again, didn't have much time to prep. Yeah, great. Player with the longest touchdowns. This could be running, could be receiving. Who you got? So this all goes into my... So I'm, I'm putting all of my eggs in the basket. And the basket <laughs> is held by David Johnson. Because I feel like if he needs to be MVP, he needs to be doing some things which are out of the ordinary yeah. and special. And if we're being honest, I think the longest touchdown last year was Juju Smith-Schuster. But I can see a long touchdown being broken off by a running back. Yeah. I can imagine the Cardinals being right up against their own red zone, <laughs> avoiding safety. They give it to him. He breaks free and gets a 95-yard touchdown. <laughs> Very specific. <laughs> Double points, surely, if I get that. Uh, but David Johnson. Yep. Uh, I've gone with John Ross. I think very excited for him to actually mm. catch a pass because he didn't catch a single one last year because he was hurt the whole year. Um, got incredible speed. So the Juju touchdown was a little bit of a catch and run. What like it was yeah. a ninety seven yard touchdown, yeah. I think. Yeah. But it wasn't a bomb that you kinda of caught, no. caught deep after fifty yards. It was a fifteen, seventeen yard pass that Broke. he then took down the length. And that is that's probably where I'm putting John Ross if he can catch one that's eight, ten yards from the line of scrimmage, but because he's so quick, pass one defender and he's gone, you're not touching him. Yeah. So uh most yards from scrimmage. Uh yeah, so I'm going slightly um out of left field. I'm going Christian McCaffrey. I picked him very high in fantasy last year. I think I picked him in the third or fourth round. Mm, as a rookie. As a rookie. Um, the, the bonus that he has in this argument is that he's going to catch so many passes. Mm. He, he had 100 targets, I think, last year. He's, gonna, he's probably locked into that again, and he's going to get more rushing work. And I think that the way that Carolina want to use him, he's basically set up to get as many yards as the Panthers are willing to block for him. <laughs> totally agree. Yeah, I agree with that. That's a good shout. Uh, mine, again, is David Johnson. Um, I need... <laughs> all in on the return of David Johnson. Yeah, well, again, if you're going to get MVP, you need to be getting the most scrimmage. Your last scrimmage is going to help you if you then get a 1,000 and a 1,000 or more. If you can imagine you get 1,000 and 1,300 or something ridiculous, like... That is MVP standard. Yeah, definitely. Um, so most yards of scrimmage is David Johnson. Let's just remember, like he's fully capable of this as well. He like he's an unbelievable athlete. Yeah, definitely. Well, I'll just say in, in this head-to-head, if he picks up one injury in the first game of the season, oh, I'm done. <laughs> like he did last year. One. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> very true. Um, but, hot take, but it mean. kind of makes sense. My hot take is that David Johnson. Now. <laughs> uh, it cannot be David Johnson. So I mentioned this two shows ago, I think it was, um, but I've added a little bit to it to make it a little bit more interesting. Case so. The Dolphins won't only just have a decent season. They are going to make the playoffs, okay? Wow. And, and, <laughs> I had to put an and on it. Ryan Tannehill throws 30 touchdowns, okay, which is his most, which is the most in his yeah. entire career so far. The most he's done so far uh, in, a, in a single season was 27. Um, obviously, he's just come back from injury, which makes this even harder. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, and, but I do feel that for certain players at certain times of their career, is like an eye-opener of like, my career nearly got taken away from me. Very, very close to being replaced fully. Until they got Jay Cutler, there was other things going around that potentially they're just going to replace um, Ryan Tannehill, uh, even with a quarterback this year in a draft. And I think when you get a second chance at a career, which you may have taken for granted or may not have, I'm not saying he did, mm. but you do day-to-day, I feel like he's going to come back and he's going to prove the league that he's a good quarterback. Because 
I actually feel like he was. And, and when you get injured, people sort of forget the good, the good times and sometimes they dwell on the negatives. So he had a little bit of a bad name for himself the last year and a half. Um, Ryan Tannehill, 30 touchdowns, Dolphins in playoffs. My hot take, and I'm still not sure how I fully feel about it, but... Decide quickly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Eli Manning will throw more touchdown passes than Kirk Cousins this year. I like it. Last year, obviously not very good Give us for Eli numbers. Manning. Um, do, you sorry? Have, do you have numbers? Not off the top of okay. my head. Okay. Um, but they, they, they were not good because Beckham was dead, Brandon Marshall mm-hmm. was dead, um, Evan Engram dropped a million passes, yeah. and they didn't have anybody out of the backfield catching anything. Yeah. So it was basically all Sterling Shepard. Um, and with Beckham coming back, um, Shepard and Engram taking steps up, and Barkley coming out of the backfield... I wouldn't be surprised to see him throw somewhere in the region of 28, 30 touchdowns. And I don't think Kirk Cousins does that. Okay. I think Cousins maxes out at 24 in that kind of touchdowns. range. Touchdowns. You've got Diggs will catch the most. Well, Diggs, and, Diggs and Rudolph would be your main touchdown guys for the for the Vikings. Then Cook, you can line up for um, three, maybe four, if he does really well out of the backfield. But even then, I don't see... I, I'm just low on Kirk Cousins. And I think that if I wanted to be hard about it, then I'll go completely the other end of the spectrum and go Eli Manning. Okay, yeah, I agree. Like I said, bad offensive line for Cousins and Manning has a million targets. Yeah. Um, so Kirk Cousins last year had 27 touchdowns, okay? Yeah. Uh, and Eli Manning, I am still scrolling. Scrolling that far down, uh, wasn't he? Uh, oh, no. Ooh, okay. He had 19. So you need yeah. a turnaround of eight to draw. So, so I, you, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if that almost completely turns on its head. Mm-hmm. And you can take those kind of numbers of Manning somewhere around 27, 28, Kirk Cousins somewhere around 20. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because uh, you also look at the usage that Dalvin Cook got in the running game before he got hurt. Yeah. They're going to rush for as many touchdowns as they want. And Cousins actually gets a few rushing touchdowns himself. Yeah. Where he just kind of sneaks one in from a yard out. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, no, I like it. That's a nice, nice little take. Especially as a lot of people are on, on Eli's back as well. It's not like you're just yeah. choosing a quarterback that had a bad year. It's like people saying his career was ended. Yeah. Quarterback of the uh, Giants. Hey. Quarterback of the Giants. Yes. He is, yes. Eli Manning, Getting yes. ready for learning with Lewis. <laughs> okay, Lewis, so you have one uh, prediction. Okay, would you say it's a bold one? Well, I, I, I mean, because I don't... Doesn't have the context. <laughs> I, I'm thinking of just... Predicting a Super Bowl winner. Okay, yeah, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, Fantastic. you give us it. But this is not based on anything you anything know. Anything particular, because although I, I mean, I could do the easy thing and go for someone like I know the Patriots have been good yeah. recently. Uh, Seahawks have mm, not great now, but yeah, a few years ago were. Yeah, that would have been an easy pick. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and because I've always wanted to go to Los Angeles. Yeah. <laughs> great. <laughs> great. Great reason. <laughs> well, they both got the both teams are pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm gonna go for the Chargers. Yeah. They like they generally a lot of people would say that they are in contention. They're a sleeper pick, kind of most years. It's kind yeah. of like it's them and the Steelers are kind of teams of they could pull it all together this year and make a big run for it, and they always disappoint. Definitely in the first round of the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good pick. Okay, so that is Lewis's prediction for Super Bowl winner, which we can put to our list on our great website. <laughs> which we don't exist. <laughs> Does exist okay some of the other things we've been doing though is we've been making bets as shows go on last week we as we've been talking about where to put these bets okay uh so so far we have goodwin 
Uh, not in the top 20 according wide to receivers. Ac- according to me. I'll get there. According to me. Uh, we've got Isaiah Crowell, who's on my team, versus Rex Burkhead, who's on uh, Ben's team. And that will just be a... Is that touchdown or yardage? Or Fancy of... finish. Okay, fancy finish. That's a fancy finish, yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we have Cole versus Westbrook. Again, fancy finish. Yeah. Cole, Ben, Westbrook, me. Um, but what we haven't decided... Oh, and Lewis, you have... Some you wrote down from other shows. Yes, yes, a couple of shows ago. Um, this was from Banksy, Banksy Back Slippy Sliders. Okay, yes, nice. Good, 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 that came up with that title. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you tell. Um, so, uh, <laughs> so on the Bangs Back, Ian um, was, which you've already kind of mentioned earlier, about, about dolphins. dolphins. Yeah. So you um, thought they were going to bounce back. Yeah, and I and said... More than seven... More than seven, seven wins. wins. Ben said they will not have more than seven wins. Yeah. No. Okay, so that's another one. And then what was there. the last one? Um, and then on Slippy Sliders, Vikings thought the Vikings would slip okay. slide. Ben thought so, the Vikings... Yeah, I thought they would slide, and again, it would not be a drastic slide in terms of they're not going to go from the playoffs down to seven and nine. I remember it's quite a... But the, it was a lame prediction, wasn't it? But they will. <laughs> it's a bit weak. Yeah, I you, think. You didn't put well, because you could say they regressed by a game. Yeah, well, yeah but they are worse. I, I got something for you. The point is, they'll miss the playoffs. No, that's too easy as well because loads of teams miss the playoffs each year. I want you to give us a bracket of where their draft pick will be. Should it be their pick? Okay, so this, this Ben, like, I agree with Lewis. You're playing a little bit simple there, mate. So wow. I need a. A section of the draft where their pick will be, and if they trade away their pick, it's still their yeah. pick. We can work that out. They will pick somewhere between two and thirty-two. <laughs> <laughs> Eighteen and twenty-three. Okay, and where did they pick last year? Ooh. Seventeen and twenty-two. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there are predictions for this season, uh, and we're going to go into a little bit of a fantasy chat. Um, our, t- our long draft which was one of the most painful things that I've ever endured and I've had a few operations in my life uh, it's done it's finished it's done and I'm not ever going to look at the flea flicker app ever again yeah okay yeah public announcement public warning everything flea flicker is it's a terrible disgusting ugly. app yeah it's horrible <laughs> it's horrible it doesn't to look use. good the functionality sucks uh, generally bad. terrible yeah it's just bad. It's uh, the Buffalo Bills of draft apps. Well, yeah, or VAPs in general. Um, so we went for our draft, uh, which we both at the beginning said we've always wanted to do a, like a, what's it called? A slow draft. A slow draft. Yeah, well, very slow. <laughs> Where you, obviously, as you go around the league, what we didn't anticipate is that a slow draft of a 20-man league was just painful. It took nine days. It took nine days. I got an email every time when I'd been picked as well. Yeah, I forgot that. I, <laughs> I forgot that Lewis was on the email. Yeah, I was like, I don't, I don't even know what's going on. That's 300, <laughs> 300 emails. Well, no, it would have actually been 285 because our That's picks didn't go in emails. <laughs> Moving on. Um, so, Ben, if you just go for our team, just who is in our roster, basically? Yep. So I'm going to do just by memory as well, just to make Ian angry. Um, so our, our quarterback is Philip Rivers. Yep. Um, this is a one running back league, and so our starting running back is Leonard Fournette. Mm-hmm. Um, our wide receivers are Marvin Jones and Kenny Stills. Yep. My guy. Um, at tight end, we picked OJ Howard. Yep. Um, our flex at the minute is Lamar Miller slash Kerryon Johnson. Yep. How you want to work that one around. And um, we picked the Ravens DST. Yeah. 
Um, and then our kicker, we chose... Chris Boswell. It was Boswell. Great. Yeah. It was full of the ball lots, but no, he was picked by the Saints fan who picked the defense in the second round. Yes, so. very bad. Um, Chris Boswell's a kicker. Rest of the roster, we're looking at... Let me get things in my head. Um, nope, it's not working. QB, um, we have Josh Allen. QB, we have Josh Allen, who isn't even starting for the Bills anymore. No, and so when, when we picked Josh Allen, let's just understand. There was nobody else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we were like, we could, play, we could pick a player that's not going to play, and we'd probably feel better than picking Josh Allen, but he will play games. He, he will play at some point. Yeah. Um, Josh Allen's a backup quarterback. Um, did we take a backup tight end? I don't think we did, did we? We didn't in the end. Oh, yes, no. we did. Is it Ryan Griffin from the Texans? Ryan Griffin for the Texans, Who is yeah. the Texans' second um, tight end, but again, no one on well, the Well, so the guy in front of him, Stephen Anderson, also is one concussion away from retiring. So. Yes, and uh, there was no one on the list. And then we got, is it John Kelly? John Kelly, back at running back for the Rams, so if something happens to Gurley, he kind of steps in. Handcuff, and, great handcuff. Yeah. Again, extremely late round pick. Um, Paul Richardson. Yep. John Brown from the Ravens. Yes. And like Phil Dorsett. Philip Dorsett from and, the Patriots. That, it's, it's probably a good idea to talk about the Patriots from a fantasy perspective. Certainly from the wide receivers, if you've got Chris Hogan, and then that's it. You've yes. got Dorsett and Patterson. They've got and that. They picked up Chad Hansen today, but that's Chad Hansen. Um, and so Dorsett, again, was a late round. He's second on the depth chart for the Patriots, which isn't a bad place to be in. No, you, you, we were in parts of a draft where value didn't exist. <laughs> so it was just finding players who could do something on a given week. That's it. And I think our dream of co- co-owning a team and you know asking people on Twitter who we should start and who we should sit kind of... Uh, Wasted on this league. <laughs> yeah, because you basically start the, te- the players who are in like the starting positions right now because it gets so deep that the, the other players just have no value, basically. Yeah. Unless you have injury or bye week. That's when players like... John Brown or Dorset will go in. Unless we have, if we have some injuries, we'll have some, you know, whether it's Dorset or Brown, it's a pretty similar question at the moment. So we yeah. will get him, uh, you know, get you guys involved as much as possible. And what we said is that on Twitter each week, Ben is going to post our team or any questions we have about who maybe should start or be sat. Um, and yeah. then we want you guys to get involved, uh, maybe do some polls and things like that, which gets people involved. Because um, we want this to be our team, not just, uh, you know, mine and Ben's team as a, like a, a show team. Yeah. interactivity is important yeah. we love it um, so we're looking forward to doing that and hopefully as the season goes on like we said there'll be some picks that we need to do and things like that so Ben we had our Homer League last night our draft yeah. um, which was really good it took an hour and a half um, of we're in an eight man league because we don't trust ten people to you know we, we also don't really know enough people yeah we don't have any friends um, <laughs> and Lewis is like hang on I'm not in this league yet yeah you know yeah. That's, really, that's quite helpful how many uh, quarterbacks do you know Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's, this Great. is a this is you know a personally very important league. Um, yeah, Two time champion at three years, so I got you know a lot to live up to. Went in a little bit nervous, like you do before a draft, because you don't know how it's going to fall. Um, you know, out of ten, how do you say that your draft performance was? Um, I can't really put a number. Probably six and a half for I happiness. Think, yeah. I got so we had we had keepers from last year, so I kept Antonio Brown. Um, I managed to get Melvin Gordon first round. I got Keenan Allen on the way back round, mm. and you know some good good value picks, good picks high up there. Um, and then ended up drafting people like James White in the ninth round. And there there were several points in a draft where 
I looked at the top 20 players left on the board and I didn't want any of them. And so no, I ended up reaching and, and kind of reaching for people like James White and Peyton Barber. Um, who, who will Peyton add Barber, value. And, and so they're not necessarily bad picks by themselves, but you, you don't necessarily feel great about it. No. And, and so we're in half PPR, and so that lets, again, lends a little bit of extra value to certain players. But at the same time, mm-hmm. I think that you can look at... Th- there were definitely other people in the league who had much better drafts than I did. Mm. And that makes me angry. Yeah, I feel like mine... This is all personal as well, so I'm not saying mine was better than Ben's, but for how I feel about my own draft... It was. <laughs> uh, I would say 8.2. Um, just because there were certain players that I wanted... That I got. Yeah. And I think quite often, if a, if someone goes left field right at the beginning, it can throw the rest of the draft off for you because you're chasing a position or you're chasing certain types of players. Whereas I got my first pick... Um, which was always going to be Fournette after our last podcast. We talked about it. Um, luckily, he fell to me, which is only to the third pick, which is quite easy. I took Dalvin Cook as my keeper, which was... I should have probably now, thinking about it even more, kept McCaffrey. But I liked where Cook was going last year, so I dropped McCaffrey and picked up Cook off waivers because someone dropped him because he was injured. Yeah, and, and um, McCaffrey after last year was... Before preseason started, it was a little bit unknown... Mm-hmm. about what kind of role he was going to have. Because they brought in C.G. Anderson. Yeah, I didn't like that at all. is younger and better than Jonathan Stewart. Yes. And so you, you kind that of... That panics me. Yeah, so there's the assumption that then they kind of have the same roles, except Anderson does a little bit better, takes some more stuff away from McCaffrey. But in terms of usage, McCaffrey has kind of he's turned out to be the guy. Yeah. He's doing everything. Yes, um, so a little bit of regret there. Uh, but I feel good otherwise. I stacked my team with running backs. I have seven running backs on my roster yeah. just because I know the value of them. And I've got a feeling if people get one or two injuries, which running backs always do, uh, they're going to come calling for a trade. So hopefully I'll be able to get some value. The one thing I really need to be disciplined with is that I don't keep these players for too many weeks and not pick up waiver claims of players who are doing well because I'm waiting for the value of them to go yeah. up. I need to make sure that doesn't happen, which I've definitely done in years past, which I've regretted three weeks down the line when it didn't come to fruition, the plan I had in my head. Yeah. I, I only got to the playoffs last year because of waivers. Um, so we have learning with Lewis now, okay. Um, Lewis, we sent you the target a couple of weeks ago to name all the teams, put them in their conferences. Did that. Yeah, mostly. you passed. You definitely passed with, yeah. with a good grade as well, very I'd good. say. Yeah. Uh, probably an A, actually, because you only had two wrong, which is a very good percentage. Uh, so this week we said we need the starting quarterback for each of these teams, okay? And I need a reason for a 15-yard penalty. We're trying to get him a bit more into the, you know, you need to know a foundation of teams and the way it works, but also start getting into a bit more of the rules. Actual we have rules in the game. Yeah. Point, we're going to do a bit more about points than that, which I haven't actually set this week's homework, but I, can, I already have a little bit of an idea for that. Yeah, which I, I think actually I found easier, the rules. Oh, yeah. Like people... I've, it's honestly, hard. I got about five. Yeah, no, that's um, fine. That's fine. And this is a good. We can add to them each week. Yeah. So, um, do you want to just re- no? So what I'm going to say though is that um, as we go through the season as well, it'd be good for you obviously to be doing more stats and and uh, more sort of rules and things as we'd be watching more games and stuff. Yeah. Um, but the QB thing can be an ongoing yeah development and growth, so you don't yeah, have to worry yeah. about. It. We will. We will. We'll, you might be get more than you you think. I don't think I will. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so hit me with what you got. So. I've got Drew Brees. Yes. From the Saints. Yeah. Good. I've got Joe Fantastico or Joe Flaco <laughs> <laughs> from the Ravens. Yeah. I have T. 
Tom Brady from the Patriots. Yeah. Russell Wilson from the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. Philip Rivers from the LA Chargers. Yeah. And now I'm. Yeah, that's fine. That's, that's a good start. Like for Got someone who doesn't know anything about NFL, that is good. Okay, so what we'll do is we'll tick them on your list, tick them off, and then next week you can come back with the other ones. Yeah. 15-yard um, penalty. Why? What may cause a 15-yard penalty? A below-the-waist tackle by a defensive player. I don't In know, what I, context? I, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Well, do you know what? I was really proud because... I like how you said stuff with so much confidence as well. Do you know what? Because I was waiting for you to go, well done. <laughs> because I have this fact. That it was brought in by unanimous vote in 1970. Wow. Is he thinking of a chop block? He's, he's a thing he's thinking um, on a quarterback and it's actually below the knees, I believe. <laughs> okay okay that's fine <laughs> we, that is re so next week we'll go back for more quarterbacks and another 15 yard well the, maybe a 15 yard penalty yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you know what I genuinely I was, I was reading it up and I was like they are going to be like he even knew when it was brought in yeah that's good yeah. I, mm. the, I was nearly very impressed <sighs> I felt like yeah you're in between a couple of rules there's the chop block I don't know how many yards that is but the chop block is definitely illegal which is when basically a bit like a doorstep. Do you okay. know what door, so if a player goes down low, you can't tackle from high at the same time. Like, so it's that two is, guys okay, on the yeah. same player, low and high at the same yeah, time. Yeah, that is a bad time. I think he's talking about a quarterback one because that one would be rough in the past, so it would be 15 yards. Okay, so we will uh, return to that. Don't worry, Lewis, this is always going to happen. Uh, it just reminds me of how much we need to do with you. Uh, so that is it for episode five, guys. Uh, wow. You know, the milestone episode. Uh, the predictions episode is done. Uh, if you have anything you want to say, any questions or anything like that, get hold of us on social media, which is uh, at an Englishman's NFL. No, I lied. At Englishman's NFL uh, on Twitter and Instagram. Um, and until next week, enjoy this first week of football. I cannot wait. It's going to be the best. Um, just so you know, if you go on Facebook, if you're on Facebook, which I think everybody are, uh, follow the NFL and then follow NFL game recaps because as soon as there's a game, you wait, basically you wake up the next day and it'll be in the top of your thing and you get to watch the highlights straight away. Um, so five to, to ten live. minute highlight videos. But have a great week. Enjoy the football. And we'll see you next Monday with some games under our belt um, and some probably, potentially we'll all be in the mood. Well, me and Ben, because we've lost in many of our fancy leagues. So uh, <laughs> uh, until then, have a great week and we'll see you soon. Bye.